and welcome to the Long Shot Club. But this is a very, very special episode for we have a Nathan the Terrible. And Nathan the Terrible, uh, in this case, literally Nathan, uh, has asked that we watch <laughs> Primer. Um, well, I can't exactly ask for uh, impressions in advance because we are fools that way. We just jumped right into the movie. Uh, who wants to go first on what they thought? Mm. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I I enjoyed their take on uh, on time travel and stuff. You know, it it was very uh, it was very logical. Yeah, yeah, it made sense. If you speak the language, it makes sense. I mean, what's nice about it is even if you don't speak the language, I mean, obviously time travel doesn't exist. So there's only so much jargon they can actually dive into before they have to pull back out of it. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, it was it was OK. It was interesting, you know, but it was it was yeah, I'll get to that. Very, very dense and slow. Yeah, I'll grant you that. And slow. Um See, I, I've come to the table with a little bit of a home field advantage. I've seen it before and watched over the course of many, many years a lot of videos trying to explain it. Um, so while I'm not going to say that I understood the film the first time, I'm not quite that cocky. I do have a pretty good grasp on it now. So it's it's one of those where I think if you know what's happening, you get a kick out of the twists and turns and the weird little moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, it can be very, very frustrating the first time that you're watching if you aren't able to push past the initial wall of, as, as Elle was putting it, jargon. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, um, this is my first time watching it and when they got into the, the, the twists, uh, I definitely got a little bit, okay, what Mm -hmm. um but like the basic premise of how the time travel worked i found that to be pretty solid and uh fairly easy to follow and and like i said before logical like i was like yeah that's i mean that makes sense and then they go to a hotel room to isolate themselves that's smart that makes sense yeah Yeah. you know um so i guess i should go ahead and try to summarize this yeah 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 you should do that and you've got a timer set for yourself yep do you want to hit the play button on that or Um, do you want me to go ahead and i will allow you to police yourself all right (laughs) so we have abe and aaron they are two members of a four-man team trying to invent things to possibly hit it big uh abe and aaron think they're building something that should just screw around with gravity and reduce the weight of things, but in the process, they accidentally discover time travel. Uh, They decide to make a bigger prototype version of the time travel machine and end up with two coffin-sized devices that they can crawl into and go back from the moment that they enter to the moment that the device has been turned on. They do this initially just to try and make money on the stocks, But then it turns out that they're using the machines a lot more than is anywhere near reasonable and have begun lying to each other, creating more and more different copies of themselves running around and screwing with the timeline. While there are certain things that don't necessarily get explained completely, uh, the general gist is that things have gotten so out of hand that they have terrified themselves and are trying to abandon the boxes, but their own copies are getting in the way of that and possibly still using the boxes even knowing what they know about the dangers of time travel. Well done. Nice. 20 seconds uh, left on the clock. <laughs> That's not too bad. That, that was easier than Green Knight. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So do we want to just get into sort of what, well, how do we want to approach the uh, complaint that you had? Do you want to save that for least favorite thing or do you want to talk a little bit more about that? No, I mean, I, I don't know if, to be honest, I didn't really enjoy the movie all that much because it, it was too heady. I couldn't like, and from, and it's heady from the start. And I'm not someone that's going to have any type of remotely scientific background or even somewhat, even like a nerdy background as far as time travel in and of itself. Yeah. So if it's not basic enough, I'm not going to be able to keep up. So I don't think I'm smart enough for this movie to watch it and enjoy it the way that I would like to be able to enjoy it. So I I get that self-deprecating and all of that fun stuff, but that's just how I felt. I'm like, I feel like I'm too stupid to watch this movie. And it was really slow in the beginning. I didn't understand what the fuck they were doing. I didn't under, understand, like, are we trying to do time travel on purpose? Are we doing something different and we found it by accident? What the fuck are we doing? I actually started falling asleep. That so, I had noticed. Yeah. So, yeah, it was way too heady. It was too dense. I couldn't get into it. But the time that I got sort of kind of invested was when um, they actually physically got into boxes and started and started doing things because then it may it got basic enough where I can okay we're getting into rules about their time travel what are the rules for their time travel that makes right. sense also the stakes were going up at that point and so right. there's a little bit more to latch on to right you know? so I paid closer attention I wasn't actually invested until one of the versions of I guess Aaron started to bleed mm. yep so. But yeah, for them. But even still, with all the twists and turns, I still couldn't catch it, and I didn't. I didn't understand what the fuck happened by the end of the movie, anyway. So one thing that I will say, I think this movie deserves a lot of credit for is you actually remembered a character's name just now. I mean, they don't actually say each other's names a whole hell of a lot. I mean, they say they, Abe's name over and over and over well, again. Yeah, but I didn't remember. I didn't remember Aaron's name, but we watched the video shortly after explaining the movie. And, the, and she says it's his name is Aaron. Yeah, but the, the fact was that, I mean, granted that there was that video after. Yeah, we ended up watching an explanation video just so that everyone would be on the same page. London City Girl, I believe, was the yeah. channel. Yeah, just and I thought she did I thought she did yeah. a good job as far as trying to break it down in like the most oh, basic yeah. way you can to try and explain it to people. And let me tell so, you, there, there are other videos that I've watched from other people trying to explain it faster. They don't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. You need to break it down as small and incremental as possible yeah. so that you know the terms and everything is point blank. Right. Mm -hmm. So kudos to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, um, I thought it was uh, like as concise and straightforward as probably could possibly be. Yeah. Which the film is purposely not yeah. concise. It is not as simple as possible. Yeah. Um, I was just grateful that the movie was short, like for it being a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in case Nathan and future listeners don't know or don't remember, it's only a 77-minute movie. It barely qualifies for an actual cinematic runtime. Yeah. You know, people like to talk about a tight 90, but, like, you know, yeah. 77 minutes, there's, like, right. you know, plenty of room to spare. And that yeah. in and of itself is also impressive. Like, the fact that you can come up with that type of movie, do it in 77 minutes. Now, granted, it's a mind fuck, mm -hmm. but you still were able to do it relatively, like, in my opinion, still relatively well. It's just mm -hmm. not something that I can, I can keep up with, unfortunately. Though I do really find it still funny that apparently there was only enough content in there where it was 77 minutes, and it was still slow as shit to you. Yeah, no. <laughs> that just entertains them. The whole beginning of it, I didn't give yeah. a shit about any of them. Why do I care? Why am I here? Why am I watching these people do these things? Why do I give a fuck about it? 
to see how they stumble into time travel because I told you point blank it's like they're they're gonna accidentally find time travel yeah you um because I, I was really not familiar with the movie before we watched it and yeah, until I've never like, heard of I never heard right of it. before you hit play pretty much you mentioned it was a time travel movie and I was like oh I, I did not know that that's what I was in for right um but yeah so much of that I agree the beginning was very slow yeah. and it did they did kind of take their time to getting it to it I, I kind of get why but like um yeah I uh, I was like that's I was just sitting there waiting I was like okay so how do they how do they figure out time travel? Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, there was definitely a lot in that beginning though that like I could mean have been I, could have been trimmed, but I mean at the same time the movie wasn't that long, so it's like I yeah I don't know um, yeah some of the setup I don't think was entirely necessary. I guess but... it should be noted though that it we like Null did say at the beginning like this is a low budget film they did not yeah. have a lot of money to make this film mm-hmm. so maybe that was part of it as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if, if it was, um, the shortness of it was partially due to budget constraints or just choice. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we don't need longer than that. Yeah. I, I can definitely know. see that because especially if you start getting into uh, a more complex plot and more twists and turns, you would find yourself. You'd find yourself wearing your headphones backwards and wondering, no wonder they, uh. Feel wrong? They just felt weird on my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I, I feel like they would have run against the budget constraints more if they tried to make it longer. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you would have needed more in the way of visual components and visual, excuse me, visual effects. Right. Um, so keeping it tight and narrow and simple probably contributed a lot to keeping the price down. Which, yeah. again, is still impressive. Oh, like, yeah. I can still acknowledge, like, they managed to put that shit together and, oh, really well even with the low budget and stuff like the boxes still looked they could be whatever the hell they are they could i could i'd buy that they were time travel machines sure do we want to move into favorite things i'd be more than happy to do you want to start yeah sure yeah my favorite thing was i was hella impressed for how the movie looked for having such a low budget i mean they 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 never felt the need to do any crazy visual effects um you know uh i just like the closest yeah. that it comes it, to visual yeah. effects. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it felt indie, but yeah. it didn't. It didn't feel like you know. Cheap. Uh, yeah, it never felt cheap, you know. And and just the fact that these guys, you know, basically made these things in their garage. Right. It makes sense that it's not going to be sleek and shiny and fancy. Right. You know. And yeah. um. So yeah, I just I thought that was I thought that was super cool. Just what they were able to do with the budget they had. Do you know what the budget was by any chance? We keep talking I about shoestring budget. But to the Google machines. Yeah. Let Let's see which of us can there. find it faster. No, probably me because I was already on kind of the right area. Mm. Budget of seven thousand. Wow. They had seven grand to do this movie. Yeah. I'm pretty wow. sure that's less than. No what... wonder they wear the same shirts and ties like crazy. <laughs> I, I think that's less than what Kevin Smith spent on Clerks. Wow. I think Clerks was like twenty thousand or something like that. That's crazy though, that's and also though. hella impressive. Yeah. Two hundred thirty thousand for Jeez. Clerks. For Clerks. Where the fuck did he get all that money from? I don't know. I know because why the hell couldn't they get more money? Uh, Maybe they didn't want to. I I was gonna say I'm pretty sure this dude literally just like maxed out a credit card. Yeah, maxed out a credit card or sold. Let's go make a movie, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm sure like they were using their own houses, their own. Oh yeah, for sure. Probably. Yeah, I was gonna say probably their own clothes because you know what guy doesn't have like a button-down shirt that happens to be white. Yeah, but damn, seventh. That that is insane. And since then, he's actually been able to make a few other movies. Uh-huh. Uh, let me double check the My list car here. cost more than this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Most people's cars yeah. cost more than this movie. Sorry, I wanted to go back and see what other movies he's been able to make. Uh, so he's made uh, two movies. One of them we just watched. Mm-hmm. Um, he produced a third. Uh, the other movie that he made was in 2013 called Upstream Color. Mm-mm. And it's an experimental science fiction film. Of course. <laughs> uh, he made that for somewhere between, no one knows exactly how much, but somewhere between 50000 and and 100000 Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if, like, if you sat him down and be like, hey, given, like, if you had, like, you know, the budget of that movie, like your second movie, would you have done anything different in the first yeah. one? Yeah. That's type a good of thing. question. Well, because I didn't think it was poorly made for right. having that low of a budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I expect it to be, like, shaky cameras and bad mm. angles and shit, which, incidentally, is my favorite thing. I like the camera angles in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought I, they, I thought they were really well thought out. So, as far as, like, I would... I would venture a guess, especially looking at the credits. I've never seen a crew list that small on a movie. <laughs> if I it, noticed, that's not yeah. a school project. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap between cast and crew. Right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, so um, so my guess would be it would have been the director's like choice as far as camera angles and things like that. And a lot of them were super smart and creative. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I, like, I think more people should see the movie just for the camera angles. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit if you understand the story. Just watch how they make the movie. And they did it for seven grand. Yeah. I, yeah, I assume that that was, like, like for equipment, and everybody just volunteered their time. Right, for They're sure. Like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Yeah, okay. Probably not, you know, they probably don't have SAG cards and stuff, because right. they, they, you know, didn't get, I assume they didn't get paid. Well, and also, but yeah, I mean, the acting wasn't too bad either. No, not at all. I thought I, it would mm. be ten times worse than, yeah. what, it wa- than con- what it was. Yeah, the conversations all felt um, Very natural. natural, real. There was only one conversation that didn't really feel natural, but that's actually going to probably be my least favorite thing. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to that in a second. My favorite thing uh, was actually the music. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you almost never notice it. Doesn't really come up that much, but it's never like cold and isolating. It's always just this kind of warm background synth going. Mm -hmm. No, see, I actually did notice the music because that's why I fell asleep. (laughs) Oh. Never mind them. Yeah, yep. I thought the music was uh, used well at different times to like kind of set the tone in scenes. I mean, which is kind of the idea of music. But yeah. uh, for a low-budget movie, um, I thought it was done well. Yep, agreed. Yeah, first time that I watched it, I didn't notice the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time, it really stood out to me. I was like, this this is actually really nice. This feels hopeful, but doesn't feel like it betrays the point of the film, which is two men building something that... They really shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess let's get into least favorite things. Yeah. Okay. Um, the cycle I... continues. You want? Yeah, to go I can first? go first. Yeah. Sure. Uh, mine's really dumb. Uh, I hated that they were in the dress shirts and ties all the time. <laughs> it was so. It just seemed weird. Like these guys are working in the garage on stuff, and you wouldn't. You're like at home. I mean, at least the guy who's at home. Why wouldn't he just go inside and change real quick into a t-shirt or something? You know, it just, it seemed weird that they'd keep working. And then, like, they went to the party, and everybody's still in those same shirts and ties. That's, that's <laughs> like, a valid argument, though. Like, like both of those are valid. I, it, maybe it's just because I'm such a casual person and, you know, don't work around a lot of people who dress like that. I'm just not used to seeing people well, who dress like that. But also, like, if you're doing any type of, like, you know, most of the time when you're doing things like manual labor, unless you're at a mm-hmm. facility that calls for a very specific dress code, and even those that do, you're probably not wearing a tie yeah. with a button-down shirt yeah. if you're doing something like that. Because ties can get snagged in things. Yeah. And you didn't see the 
catch... tuck their ties into their shirts at one point in yeah, time. But like, yeah, just, but why? still. We'll just take your tie off. Who are you trying to impress? Right. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, would agree with that. They really take their tie off once, and it's when they're at the airport. Yeah, yeah, you pointed it out. Yeah. want to wear the tie. Yeah, the only time you really see something other than that is when, like, one of the versions of Aaron, like, you see him drugging the milk and, um, like, trying to fight one of his other versions and can't do it, and he's mm-hmm. wearing, like, a black hoodie and stuff like that, so. yeah. You know, big indicator. Oh, you're out of place. <laughs> oh, and then at one point they both put sweaters on over their yeah. dress yeah. shirts. Yeah. That was... I understand they had dumb. seven grand, but at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like you have something more casual in your yeah. closet. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. I... It, you're using your own vehicles already. Just maybe it was shirts. Maybe they did it on purpose, like as a way to try and show some type of uniformity, like to kind of, ins- I don't know, if imply... Like they all work together and things, I don't know, or that sometime, some type of uniformity so that we know that they're all supposed to be there and that's their background. You can guess at it easier if you see them in work type mm-hmm. clothes. I was actually going to say, I do think it's a type of uniformity, but I think it has nothing to do with the groupings of characters. I think it has everything to do with keeping track of copies. I think it has to do with keeping track of the timeline and of who is like on the same track versus repeating the loop. Gotcha. So like, oh yeah, we know you're not the right one because you have no tie. Yeah, or you're wearing a sweater or you're currently in that weird creepy ass hoodie. So like that sort of logic. Gotcha. I, I feel like that is a signifier. I feel like of, it's multi-purpose. I, I could certainly get behind that. Uh, Miley's favorite thing is probably the weird conversation where he was saying that he would want to punch Platt in the face. The phrasing just didn't feel natural. I feel like that scene, he probably sat there and stared at that scene eight times trying to figure out how to rephrase it, rewrite it so he could explain it all in one sentence and then couldn't get it right and was getting so frustrated he just said, fuck it, and threw his pen across the room or something. It also seemed to... Now, granted, I do acknowledge I did fall asleep for part of this movie, but... Um, it, for me, it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. It felt a little bit jarring, almost. Yeah, I kind of see what you mean. Like, they'd mentioned Platt earlier, uh, but that's kind of where you learn that they, I think, that's where you learn that they really have an issue with Platt. Um, like, how, or how big the issue with Platt is, I should say. Um, yeah, and then also just, like, uh, I thought the whole thing with his wife calling him, or no, because it's later. No, because she does call him a hero, but then later he also gets called a hero by those other guys, uh, Robert and Philip, I think were their names. Yes. Um, because he went and like grabbed the gun from the dude. So yeah. See, none of that really bothered me. Mm. What bothered me was just the right way in the flat of his nose. Yeah, that the phrasing of that just takes me out of the movie almost completely mm-hmm. every single time mm-hmm. it's kind of like one of those things that feels like you know when you're writing something and you need this scene in order to move the plot along mm-hmm. but you don't write the scene too well yeah kind of feels like that or like you're like oh, i'll fix this later and then yeah, you and never got back to it. later yeah yeah or in this case like i was saying i think he got a chance to he probably stared at it for like three hours and said god damn it i can't figure out how to make this better mm-hmm. so and this is it yeah Maybe so ran out of film. <laughs> I'm sure they were using analog film. You think so? Probably. 2004? I don't know. By then, I had a little fucking digital camera. So, like, I, I don't know. Might have been cheaper to use analog at that time. I don't know. I could be mistaken. I don't really know film. 
honestly, working with analog is expensive as shit, and it's been the advent of digital film that has made independent cinema Mm. much more feasible especially on that low of a budget that's fair yeah that's probably honestly what made uh clerks so expensive was filming analog yeah because that was what 95 uh i thought 94 but 94 yeah i knew it was early 90s i just couldn't remember exactly the year yeah and finally doing three yeah (laughs) um so I guess that brings us to question number three. Uh, Ellie didn't get to say her least favorite thing. I mean... Oh, unless that was your thing earlier about how slow it was. D- I mean, to be fair, there were many things I didn't really like because yeah. I didn't really <laughs> like the movie. But yeah, yeah no, I think um, I-, I think that probably was my least favorite thing. I, I think it's just the- I got the overall feeling. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm smart enough to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I can't keep up with all the different fucking changes and all of that. It felt like... um, um. And to be fair, it's not necessarily the movies, like, the people who made it. It's not necessarily their fault. You start talking about time travel, and I immediately, like, my <laughs> eyes are going to glaze over because I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, But, like, there was, I think, I want to say the movie was called, like, Vantage Point, mm-hmm. where you got, um, f- um... You've mentioned this before, where they have eight different versions they have eight, of the same story. They have eight different versions of the same story, which means you have to rewind eight times. So, mm-hmm. I... Like, I understood that because I could get the concept relatively easily. easily. I still didn't enjoy the movie that much because it, I had to do that eight times. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> by about three or four, I'm like, okay, I get it. Where are we going with this? Yeah. Like, I get it. So I feel like, you know, even if I didn't feel like I was too dumb to get the movie, as far as, like, keeping up with the freaking, like, all the different timelines and all that shit, that probably would have pissed me off. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not necessarily... I don't I don't really know if this movie stood much of a chance <laughs> with yeah. me. I uh, I usually prefer a little bit more of a soft sci-fi, like a, mm-hmm. like a Doctor Who, <laughs> um, you know, where they, they have rules and they only apply when they feel like having them apply. Yeah. It's yeah. generally their go-to. They always come up with some wibbly-wobbly reason why uh, the rules don't have to work in a particular situation. Right. And actually, neat fact, that is pretty much exactly why uh, for the first four years of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. they refused to do a time travel episode. The closest that they came, uh, they did an episode wherein there were timeline splits, but there wasn't separate like time travel elements. Mm-hmm. So there would be disconnected versions of what had happened and they had to try and reunite those versions of events or else they were going to separate and destroy reality. I'm sorry, you said this is the reason, but I don't understand exactly which thing I said that you were referring to was this. Because it gets complicated as shit. Ah. If the harder sci-fi, it's actually also why I had a problem with Tenet, you might recall, mm-hmm. which I only remember because I literally just edited that this morning. <laughs> um, Surprise, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> See that in uh, a few months. Well, next month. Um, so the problem is the hard sci-fi, it has these specific rules and you latch onto them so that if there's a rule that gets broken in any capacity or a rule that doesn't quite gel and you need the other elements to it to understand it, mm-hmm. it just eats at your mind and it mm-hmm. pisses you off. Yeah. That's why I didn't like Tenet. There, there were, there was, it was too hard of sci-fi, uh-huh. and it was too specific. Yeah. And with Rick and Morty, they go very soft sci-fi. So mm-hmm. even though they abide by their rules and the rules stay consistent, they make sure not to paint themselves into corners by actually approaching the difficult topics. The closest mm-hmm. they came was one episode did actually tackle time travel, 
But it wasn't Rick and Morty doing the time traveling. Mm. There was an entire planet of snakes that started doing time travel. Okay. Seems like a bad idea. Yeah. So what they did is they gave the time travel to the snakes about 15 years too early Mm -hmm. on purpose so that the snakes would then end up eating their own tails, so to speak, and Orosborosing themselves right out of existence. Yeah. (laughs) I like uh, using your use of that as a verb. (laughs) Well, I... I also like I in theory like to me a lot of times I think time travel has been done so much as far as like for the sake of stories and movies and things like that and it's not that it's not interesting because people do have those questions like if we could do this what would happen Mm -hmm. potentially but I just feel like it's been done so many times in the ways that are conceivable to us without actually doing it which we can't do. So <laughs> that I I kind of, you know, someone says time travel and I'm like, okay, so one of like these five plot points is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I already kind of know how this movie is going to work out. Yeah. So I don't really see the point in watching in watching this movie because <laughs> cuz I'm kind of like I feel like I've kind of already seen this about 10 times mm-hmm. from other movies. Yeah. So yeah. Back on the topic of Tenant, that's one of the cool things about it is they kind of decided to do something Tenet, completely yeah, different. Yeah, Tenant was idea. actually, yeah. until we watched Tenant, you know, as far as time travel was concerned, I, until we watched Tenant, I, I had that view pretty much of all of them. And then mm-hmm. I think there's another movie that just came out with like Chris Pratt or something where like people oh, show. Oh, Tomorrow War? That yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either, but I know that that is a thing and it involves time travel. Like mm-hmm. someone comes from the future saying we're in a war, we need people, come yeah. help us. So, and admittedly, I was like, I, I like, in theory, where that could go. Yeah. But it still feels like, I think I've seen this before. Yeah, and there's <laughs> definitely some soft sci-fi. Because if you're taking all these people from the past and potentially killing, like, what if that person's descendants were some of the ones who caused the war? This right. kind of grandfather paradox. Actually, that's, that's the I big think... plot twist. Oh, is actually. it? Is yeah, it? I... I I figured it out and then I like went and read the summary and I was like, oh yeah, so I figured out the movie. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, the, I wasn't the, gonna watch it anyway. But now yeah, the, yeah. I wasn't. Big... I wasn't planning to, but the effects looked cool. Yeah. I haven't seen any trailers. I just read a like synopsis and I was like, oh, summary. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I got it. Uh, the gist is that uh, they had these people that were already dead in the future, mm-hmm. so the only option was go back into the past and grab them to prevent a paradox. Because it, it sounds... they're going to die anyway? Yes. Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah, doubling up and... Sucks for Pratt, huh? Uh, that's actually the other plot twist. <laughs> is, uh, they find a way for him to not have to go and die Aww. in the future. Well, so darn. I feel yeah. like I feel like it would have been more meaningful if, you know, he died with everybody else. But I don't know. I guess I'd have to watch the movie. Hmm. But the and now you int- Well, yeah, no. The, the interest already was not there because it's My another heart. time travel movie. <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of got middling reviews, so that's why it didn't have that much uh, interest in it. Yeah. It didn't really get marketed well enough to me, so I just didn't care. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be in theaters, but the whole COVID thing kind of fucked that up. Yeah, I as, think... As it's been doing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, with, um, what was it? Um, oh, my God. Black Widow. Mm, Black, yeah. Black Widow didn't do nearly as well. Yeah, it was a fun movie, though. Yeah? yeah? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I saw it with my parents a couple weeks ago. Sweet. Yeah. It, um... It really proved, though, that Disney still had no faith that Black Widow could carry a movie by herself. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the movie, but it still was, it still kind of had an ensemble feel to it that Um, most, uh, that like a Thor or an Iron Man movie. Right, because, you know, movies that 
centralized female characters couldn't possibly hold any weight. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, I don't think that they are acting like Thor can carry his own movie anymore. Not anymore, no. Yeah, no. Don't no. <laughs> But uh But, like... Um... And for that matter, the <laughs> other two Captain America movies weren't really solo outings either. No, not Only completely solo, one. but, I mean, he was still very much the star. Uh, Not in number three. I'll argue well, no, that to the death. No, okay, yeah, no. Civil War was really... That yeah. was an ensemble movie. That really that really felt like I really, another Avengers I, movie. I was going to yeah. say, I, really for, I always forget that that is a Captain America movie uh-huh. and not just another Avengers movie. Because yeah, it felt like an Avengers that movie. That is fair. Like, for the second one, um, uh, The Winter Soldier had a pretty big part, but, like, Captain America was still the star. But, well, yeah, I mean, it's... Even, uh, even in that, though, there was Black Widow, and yeah. I think there was a passing reference to why Hawkeye couldn't get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but a passing reference. I'm not saying a movie with her and only her, but like, you know, it seemed very much like an oppor- like they were kind of using it as a vehicle to introduce some mm-hmm. other things and less to focus on uh, Black Widow herself. I always think it's interesting with those movies because it never fails with me that, you know, the Marvel movies are not bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I will, I will not say that, at least most of them. Most of them are not bad movies. Yeah. Um, but I think it's so funny with me. Like, they always, like, market it as, like, you know, it's Iron Man or, you know, now you get to see Ant-Man or now you get to see Doctor Strange and it never fails. I always go and I sit there and I'm like, I actually care more about the side character than yeah. I do than I do with this main one. Huh. Like the only exception was Iron Man because yeah. and that's because I thought Robert Downey Jr. just did such an amazing oh, job. Oh, he nailed that. Role. <laughs> I, was like, could, I was like, I was like, I was like, why did he not get nominated for a freaking Oscar just based on like you know being able to represent this character so effectively? Yes, <laughs> but that was the only time that that happened. Every other time, I'm like, I really just kind of want to more, know more about you know the side characters, and then of course the side characters inevitably get something, and then they introduce more people, and I'm like, I kind of want to know what happens with those people. <laughs> I, I will jump in and actually mention, and it's a little bit cheaty because it's a TV show, and also no spoilers because this one hasn't seen it yet. Ah. But I think Loki did a really good job as a show of mm. letting its title character be the central focus i think i think i can yeah i think i'll support you on that one yeah i think that's true like the amount of like growth the character has to do yeah i think that warrants enough for it being okay so iron man and loki there you go yeah again definitely check that out go ahead um you're good uh back on the topic of iron man do you think that Marvel, the whole MCU, would have had the same success had they cast somebody else as Tony Stark. Uh, Ouch. Honestly, I'm going to go with James Gunn on this one and say no. Oh, really? James Gunn has that opinion? James Gunn actually weighed in. He's seen the original screen tests of not only RDJ, but also pretty much every actor that (laughs) applied for it or auditioned for it. And he said, no, there there was no way that this was going to take off as a massive yeah. franchise. I would also agree with that, at least not on this scale. Now, yeah. if they had tried to do a TV show, animated like TV show or something like mm-hmm. that, um, even just another thing like Loki and done it that way, maybe uh-huh. I could grant it a little bit of grace. But no, not to the yeah. scale of doing this big movie and all of that. And I, I just say that not because I've seen screen tests or I heard what James Dunn said, mm-hmm. but because I've seen RDJ in other movies. 
And whatever that quality is that he's that makes Tony Stark Tony Stark, mm-hmm. I can see a little bit in his other characters. Oh, absolutely, like the Sherlock. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. But also in other things, like something as simple as um 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 oh my god, Back to School. Okay, I haven't seen that. Okay, actually, pretty good. Rod- Rodney Dangerfield's in it. It was pretty funny. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You haven't seen that, but you have. Yeah, no, substituted. <laughs> you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No, didn't I? I haven't didn't seen I it. ask you to add it to the list? You did, but I thought it was because you've seen it. No, it's because I haven't seen it. I want to. Yeah, I've watched it. I fucking love that movie. It's yeah, hysterical. I think. I've yeah, you told me, and that's why part of why I want to watch it. But yeah, oh. but whatever that everything every character that RDJ does, and I'm not saying that as an actor he can't like do variety of characters. Mm. He can. He's very talented. But there's always that one like whatever <laughs> that is that he's got. I see it everywhere yeah. else in his work. And I'm like, whatever that is, that makes Tony Stark perfect. Yeah. So I, think, I don't think you would have been able to find somebody else to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they would have made maybe a few movies, maybe even all the way up to the Avengers. Yeah, probably even all the way up to the Avengers. But I don't think that they would have been able to build a whole yeah. cinematic universe around it. Not if you're trying to build it on Stark's shoulders. Right. If you uh, want to do it where, because they kind of did it where like he kind of got things rolling and now he's like oh i'm gonna put together a team and go around and do all this stuff maybe if you had tried to do it from the captain america perspective Mm, tried to go that route the problem was no one liked captain america as a character right at that point right i agree that would have been another huge problem but i'm saying that's the only other route that i can think of if you're not gonna do it through tony stark then they probably would have naturally tried with captain america and i think Mm -hmm. that would have failed yeah yeah Uh, chris evans really i think helped uh uh, re- rehabilitate the image of Captain America. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. And I can't remember if it was you or you who just said maybe they would make it as far as Avengers. Me. That was you? Yeah. I don't think they would have because what happened, I followed that very fucking closely because I was obsessed with the fact they were even fucking trying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they got as far as I think it was they had just finished making Thor, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And Disney crept in and said, we'd like to buy Marvel now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was Disney that bankrolled Avengers. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. think if there had been anyone else in the role of right. Tony Stark. Right, I, they wouldn't have been impressed enough to be like, yeah, okay. I, I don't think Disney would have stepped in. I think it would, they would have gotten through maybe three or four movies. Avengers wouldn't have been one of them. Mm-hmm. And it would have been dead. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting theory. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, because that's true. They probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Well, Chris Evans and... Uh, Chris Hemsworth didn't have quite the um, uh, star power that they do now. And so Avengers wouldn't necessarily have been insanely expensive. Chris Evans kind of did. And Thor, my issue with Thor was just that it just didn't hold up to the other movies. And frankly, the story wasn't that great to me. I... I enjoyed it. Um, there were things about it that were definitely forced. Yeah, um, I, d- I thought... Tom Hiddleston yeah. saved it. Yeah, yeah Tom Hiddleston <laughs> yeah. was the only reason I would ever watch that um, movie again. Also, Kat Dennings, who's very funny. And Kat Dennings so is great. She's hysterical, but at this point, you can just go watch WandaVision instead. Yeah. Is she in it? Yeah, Oh, yeah, girl. she's fucking hysterical. Oh she, she takes that That's... series and turns it on its ear. I didn't even realize she was in it. You I, should I, go watch the it. the same character, I assume? Yeah. Oh. You should go yeah, watch it. The character, I need to. Um, I think I have my parents' Disney Plus info. I'm sorry. The I character- keep interrupting you. It's so rude. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to joke her out. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. I love you, Noel. There we go. Uh, the character uh, is no longer just a student. At this point, she has her doctorate. She is an expert in specifically the cosmic waves that radiate all the way from back at the Big Bang. And it's because of that that she's able to figure out that WandaVision isn't just a fucking force field surrounding a town. It's a television show being broadcast out of that bubble. 
And that's all I'm going to tell you about that. After that, you can figure the rest you out. You really should watch it. It was very well done. Yeah. That's some cool character development, though, because in the first Thor, yes. she's a political science right. major who only took that internship because right. I think it was like the only one that was available to her or something. Yeah, and then Thor it, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then in Thor 2, I I think she was working on her PhD at that time. I can't remember. I, or at least had switched her major. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool that they continued that on with the character. And then I, also, I just, I love Kat Dennings. She's, oh my God. Kat, Denning, Kat Dennings is fabulous. Yeah. I was actually really disappointed with Natalie Portman and her whole, like, character I and storyline. coming back. I'm hope. I'm, it's not, I'm trying to keep an open mind. I'm not going to say that that's. she's playing? No. Thor. Yeah. <laughs> the, she, the character is going to become Thor. Okay. Is this in like the what if? No. Area? This is main universe. Uh, she gets it her hands on Mjolnir and becomes Thor. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm going to reserve the right until I actually it's see like, it. Like what TD is fantastic. But, but yeah, no, I just, her whole character, like the storyline and all that, that felt like super tropey, like, mm-hmm. you know, that he's got to have a love interest mm-hmm. and it's got to be this type of woman and all that. And that felt kind of borderline insulting. Yeah. Where I, I was like, what the fuck? She's a great actress. So I, I hope yeah, that she's as, fabulous. when she takes over as Thor that they give, that they uh, use her a little bit better. Right. I mean, she refused to show up at all for a couple of the movies good for uh, her i think one of the avengers movies for example she was due to show up and she was like no nope, fuck you i'm not doing it it makes yeah. sense yeah and because, I think, yeah i remember her being like mentioned in the movie like as still being part of the universe yeah. but they had um, like i remember that in dr strange mm-hmm. no not dr strange no. dr strange was featured in that movie though he showed up because they needed it was in one of the thor movies where it's like uh, sorry that you and such and such broke up and yeah all of that um, and then there was another Thor one Ragnarok. yeah, yeah. and then um Great movie also, when she didn't show up, but they were like, yeah, we moved her to a safe location, so she's mm. not going to get hurt. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> just, that was we're just going to move on, okay? Avengers 2. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and it had, uh, um, I don't remember the character's name, but the uh, Stellan Skarsgård, the actor? Skarsgård? Uh, Skarsgård? Skarsgård? I'm pretty sure it's Skarsgård. Anyway. Um, Bill's yeah, dad. Doctor, <laughs> shit, what is his name? Larson? No, no, not Dr. Larson. Um... Amazing how we go off on these little tangents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, what I was going to say is, um, shit, and now it's gone. It'll come back. No, it won't. Guard. It's not going to come back. ADHD is a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking gone. But yeah, I would also like to say, like, Selvig. Sh- oh. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Selvig. Selvig, yep. Yeah. Eric Selvig. I don't know. I would also like to say shamelessly, I don't know who created the walk for Iron Man, like when Tony Stark is actually in the actual like fucking suit. Mm. I don't know if that was a computer. I don't know if that was RDJ. That is the sexiest uh, walk I've ever seen. That <laughs> is actually an extremely tall, thin black man. Hey, in man. The suit at that point. Oh. Makes it work. Thank you for your work. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> yeah, they, they were able to get RDJ into certain versions of the suit. And alternately, that's the only times when the mask is open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's either tall skinny black dude or a computer computer yeah, yeah. but i still appreciate it it's an amazing walk let's circle back to primer and third question. <laughs> somehow <laughs> like that uh let me see here Ooh, unlucky 13 ah. we've done 13 a few times now i think uh not that many oh usually it ends up being 15 i think well, we got it, was, it last time it was friday the 13th yesterday so there you go uh, how many moments in the film were worthy of a Spongebob reaction meme, and what were they? Oh, Jesus. I was Which, asleep, so any probably SpongeBob not. Any Spongebob reaction meme? Or... Of a Spongebob reaction meme, not the Spongebob reaction meme. Uh, 
I would say a good 85% of this film is re, uh, deserving Memeable. of the, um, specifically the one where SpongeBob is mocking someone. And, like, all hunched over with his eyes bulging out. Oh, with the, uh, and you do, like, when you're typing it out, you do, like, every other letter capitalized? Yeah. Like, 98% of this film could just be that meme yeah. in response to something that either Abe or Aaron has said. I, uh, another one would be, you know the one where Spongebob has, like, a walkie-talkie and a wanted poster for a crazy maniac? Yeah. But the crazy maniac is him? Yes. And it's like, and like the caption I usually see with it is me looking for who's fucking up my life. Yeah. I feel like that would work really well for the yeah. movie also. Agreed. Also, uh, he's got one sleeping. That would work. Double. Yeah. <laughs> then there's also when they're in the box. Uh, literally, the Sponge SpongeBob and Patrick in a box together, a cardboard box. You haven't seen that? I don't know if I remember that one. No, I was not a SpongeBob fan as a kid. I didn't watch it that much. So I was, but that was a long time ago. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no. There's there's this image. Yes, you only see it every now and then, specifically as a very rare reaction meme. Mm-hmm. But it is SpongeBob and Patrick sitting in a great big cardboard box together, and it's from an episode where uh, Squidward's actually staring in and is like, "You two are idiots." It's the same episode as Imagination. Okay, I've definitely seen that one. I've seen the meme for that one. Does that count? No. Oh. Um, Sorry, I wasn't a Nickelodeon girl. I yeah. was Boomerang. Back when Boomerang was good. Anyway, it works anytime that the two of them are in a box, which is 98% of the fucking movie again. So. Oh, I did like the angry little green dude, Plankton, right? I get yeah. that one right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. And is for no survivors. I liked him. Which is also relevant to the film. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess that covers... Uri thing. Wow, we went on a... Yeah, we went. that covers Primer and the MCU. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. also, also got a little treat of the MCU in there. And every fucking time travel film ever made. Thank you. And, and Thank also you, Doctor Who. I'm just saying, that's, <laughs> just, that's just my opinion on time travel stuff. I was actually really disappointed when they brought that into the MCU. I was like, God damn it. I can't get away from it. Honestly, I kind of was Gormammu, as well. Gormammu, I've come to bargain. Honestly, no, that no. That's kind of time travel. I mean, that movie does have time travel mm-hmm. in it, but that's not... It was more with the concept of time itself. Yeah. And so I let that one kind of skate. Not much, but kind of. It's the same kind of time travel as you see in uh, Tenet, actually. Mm. Uh, The Doctor Strange time travel is the exact same kind. But when you have Back to the Future time travel, as in per Endgame. Yeah. mm. Oh, my God. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. We've had enough of this. I don't know who peed my pants. If it was baby me or old me. That's like the one good line. I uh, I got to uh, include uh, somebody being babyfied in uh, in the game mythos game I run on uh, Discord. Uh, Matt went to find uh, a professor who he knew could do time magic. He'd been told to could could do time magic, and uh, like he's he's uh, walking down the hallway. Matt is uh, Nathan's character, by the way. Nice, uh, nice. Uh, he's walking down the hallway, and there's some students like blocking his way, and he can hear crying on the other side of a door because oh, the professor no. turned himself into a baby. I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was turning a timer. I was gonna on say me. we're gonna hear an alarm go off in a minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, we we need to we need to keep those to a minimum. In. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we can talk about the MCU for as long as we want. I was gonna say I thought that conversation was interesting. It just sucks we weren't talking about a movie involved in the MCU. See, I I wasn't completely game for the long ass MCU talk either. I kept thinking to myself, wow, this this is a really good uh, podcast about Primer. <laughs> So uh, I'm so sorry, Nathan, that you actually paid for this. But hey, man, uh, this is what you get. He yeah. suggested the movie. Didn't say what we could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you get what you get, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in conclusion, I enjoyed the sci-fi aspect of it. I enjoyed 
Um, I enjoy the non-sci-fi aspects of it. Yeah, that that as well. Yeah, I just enjoyed the fact that they were able to do all of that shit on a $7,000 budget. Yeah. I think you enjoyed the fact it was only 70 minutes long. (laughs) That as well. That as well, and I missed probably the first... 15? 15? Yeah. 15 sounds right. I woke up and, like, kept waking up and going back to sleep. Because, you know, I'd try and stay awake, and then the music would come on and just... (laughs) Yep, nope. It's funny because I kept looking at her to make sure she was awake. And every time I looked, her eyes were open. <laughs> she was sneaky. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Unless she was sleeping with her eyes open. <laughs> no, I'm not is, that talented. Oh, no, I could see you doing that shit. I'm not that talented, I promise. If I'm asleep, my eyes are shut. Gotta sleep with one eye open, gripping your pillow tight. Anyway, let's end this now. Bye. <laughs> are we not doing credits? I oh, seen... It says it's a bonus episode? Yeah, I see no reason to. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Nathan, for supporting the show and shit. Bye. We appreciate it. <laughs> He's going to hate me on that. Damn.